friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I'm glad to be back here with you again. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about three things that I got wrong in teaching about building an Etsy business. I started coaching about building Etsy businesses back in 2018. So it has been a few years now at this point, and it's always interesting to reflect back on the way that I used to do things versus the way that I do things now and to look at the things that I still agree with about the way that I started and the way that I've grown in this business over the past few years and the things that maybe I don't agree with as much anymore. And I think it's really important in any kind of business and honestly, kind of just like in life, to look back and see where you were maybe not as clear as you could have been or maybe you've just changed your mind. Because hopefully we're always growing and we're always changing and getting better at what we're doing. And I think it's important not only to recognize that on a personal level, but also to recognize it in this situation where I kind of have this public platform through the podcast and everything to actually say, here's where I've changed things and here's where I'm backtracking about what I said or clarifying the way that I taught this idea or the way that I used to do things in my business. A lot of times when you're following someone, and I have seen this over and over again on the internet with some actually kind of big name coaches, it's kind of interesting. They will just begin to pivot to a new direction or even do something that flies directly in the face of what they used to teach, but they'll never talk about it and they'll never talk about what changed and why they've made that change. It's just sort of this shift where they pretend like this is what they've been doing all along. I've talked extensively on the podcast and in my Etsy Roadmap Facebook group about how I think that as the leader or the teacher or whatever you wanna call of this group and this community, I think it's really important that I'm transparent in not just what I'm doing, but the ways that I'm changing what I'm doing and the ways that I have grown and kind of mastered my craft or increased my skill level as a teacher as well. So I do wanna dive into these top three things that I think I got wrong. Ultimately, I think that it boils down to in the earlier days of teaching about building a business on Etsy, I was very, very black and white about what I said. I tend to be kind of a black and white uh, person in general. And I think that my husband would agree that I tend to be actually very much a black and white person. So I struggle a little bit in the gray area. And I think that in those earlier days of coaching and teaching, it was easier or less complicated for me to say, do this and don't ever do that. Or do this instead of doing that and and this is like totally unnecessary. 
And I did that instead of taking the time and the energy to say, okay, well, sometimes this other thing is okay, but it's more applicable for this other person who's farther along in their business, or it's more applicable for this different niche of business or whatever. Ultimately, these top three things boil down to the fact that I think that there is a path that makes the most sense in building a business online, and it allows people to stay the most focused and the most strategic about what they're doing right now in this moment. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the other things that are thrown out on the internet or the other things that people suggest that perhaps they might want to do are never going to be something that you might want to dabble in or are never going to be something that might benefit you as a business owner. What I see a lot in people who are starting an Etsy business is that they try and master all the pieces of running a business at the same time, rather than understanding that there's kind of this trajectory that makes the most sense of how you do the stuff that you need to do, and then you do this one thing in step one, and you move on to step two, and you move on to step three, and by the time you get to step three, steps one and two are self-sufficient, and you're not having to babysit them or work on them or hustle with them anymore. I liken it kind of to building a house. It would be like somebody coming in the middle of a build and saying, well, how do you build a house? Oh, you just lay pipes in for the plumbing. Well, okay, yes, that's an important piece of building a house, but there's all these other things that have to be going on around them or around you as you're building it to get to that point. And if you don't have walls and you don't have a foundation and you don't have these other things, then the pipes don't really matter. They're not going to do anything for you because the rest of the house is not built. So that's kind of what I think of in terms of building a path of having a successful business. And a lot of these mistakes or um, things that I got wrong are things that go along with that, of the understanding or the clarification that I don't think that those things, I don't think plumbing is bad. I don't think step three is wrong. I just think that it's important to have these other foundational pieces in place before you move on to that. All right. So one, two, three, a list of things I think I got wrong. The number one thing, these are in no particular order. The first thing is that I have said many times, you don't need to open a standalone site ever. You don't need to have a Shopify site. You don't need to worry about building a WooCommerce site. You don't need to do it. Focus your energy on Etsy. I have talked extensively about how you don't need a standalone website if you're selling on Etsy and that I don't necessarily recommend it. I actually wrote a whole blog post about how I closed my Shopify site and it was a total waste of money and a total waste of time, and it was at the time. I think in looking back on that older material, the part that I really got wrong here was the black and white. I will stand by the fact that I do not think it is necessary for you to have a standalone website. I have built a business with many hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales totally on Etsy without a standalone website. However, I do think as I have talked with more people and taught now hundreds of students and honestly just gotten farther along in this world of coaching and teaching and really understanding where people are when they're coming to me, I've understood or I've begun to understand a lot more that a lot of people want to have a standalone website, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with having your own website. 
However, I will say as somebody who has gone down both of these paths and has been selling online for many, many years, that I think that Etsy is significantly easier to get started on and that a lot of people really underestimate how much work and money goes into building their own website. So while I do think that my older material in my blog posting stuff about Shopify makes it sound like 100% of the time it's a waste of money, you should never open your own website, and I did talk about it that way. I'm not, I'm not like pretending that I didn't. Um, my reason for talking about it that way was because typically when people talk to me about opening their own website, the conversation goes like this. I got started on Etsy and I'm not really having any sales and I'm not really getting any traffic, so I think I'm going to open my own website. Or they'll say, I've built this website, this Etsy site, and I'm having decent number of sales and I'm tired of paying Etsy fees. They're too high. In either case, I think that it's a major oversimplification of what goes into building your own website. In the first case, my argument would be that if you can't drive traffic to your Etsy shop and you can't get traffic into your Etsy shop through the Etsy search, I can almost guarantee you that you will not be able to drive traffic to a, way, a standalone website of your own. Etsy already has that built-in buyer base. So if you can't figure out how to get those people from the search into your shop when they're already on the platform ready to buy something, then how in the world are you going to get people from the vast web of the internet onto your one little smidgen of a corner of a website that nobody's ever heard of and doesn't have any built-in traffic? It relies completely on you to drive traffic to it, which is not good or bad. It's just much more difficult. In the second instance, I think that there's probably a valid argument to say that at some point in building your business and having consistent sales and high levels of sales, you are paying a lot of money in Etsy fees. Last year, I paid over $8,000 in Etsy fees, so I get it. However, again, it's an oversimplification. Building your own website is not free. You're not going from paying Etsy fees to not paying any fees and having everything be free. How are you going to drive traffic to your own standalone website? Are you going to build an email list? Because building an email list on an email list software program has monthly fees. Are you going to run paid ads through Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest? Because those are definitely not free and they're not super easy to figure out. So again, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with opening up your own website. I just think that there's a path that works best in terms of bringing in revenue for a business that allows you to have a lot more flexibility because you're not barely scraping by with no money coming in from the business. The easiest way to do that is to build your Etsy shop, grow it, scale it to the point that you want to or the point that you feel like you are hitting a ceiling on Etsy or the point that your Etsy sales are consistent and easy and they're coming in without you really doing much. And then you move forward onto the next thing. And if you open an Etsy shop and you don't have any traffic there and you don't have any sales, and then you're also trying to open your own website and you don't have any traffic there and you don't have any sales and you don't have any knowledge of how to drive sales, you're going to end up spending a lot of money trying to figure out all the pieces of this simultaneously and it's gonna end up feeling like nothing's really working for you. And at that point in that situation, I see it time and time again that people get really discouraged and they get really frustrated and they end up wanting to quit the business completely because they're saying that it's not working, nothing's working, 
and they're spending too much money. If you follow a strategic path, it can allow you to have the financial flexibility to have a business that's not just sucking up your money. You build this business on Etsy, it's rolling along, it's bringing in sales, it's kind of self-sufficient, and you don't have to do the marketing part of it. You have the mental freedom and also the financial flexibility to set up your own website and to dive into those things that are a little bit more complicated. The second part of where I went wrong or what I think I got wrong is in saying that social media is always a waste of time. I have talked extensively about how I think that social media is a waste of time. And I will stand by the fact that, again, I don't necessarily think that it is vital for you to have a super active and successful social media presence in order for you to have a successful Etsy shop. However, I think that in the past, I have talked about social media in such a really negative light as as if it was actually bad for you to have social media or as if I I was negatively talking to people who were choosing to do social media in their shop. And I have extremely mixed feelings about social media on a personal level. And so that plays into my feelings and the way that I talk about social media for my business. That doesn't really have anything to do with you all. That's just my own feelings about how social media kind of promotes this keeping up with the Joneses, having FOMO all the time and all of that. So I don't really love social media and what it has done for our world culturally. However, similar to what I was just talking about with building your own website, what I have realized over time is that there are a lot of people who do like social media and they like to have a social media presence and they like interacting with their customers. There are also a lot of people who don't. And to those people, I will say that I don't think that it is important that you have a hugely active social media presence for your shop. However, I do think at this point in society and kind of the expectation of the internet, it's good that you create social media accounts that you post to maybe once in a blue moon just so that you can have something that shows up on Google and something that your customers can look to if they are looking for you on social media. But I don't think that it's important that you create Instagram reels every day for people to watch you make your product or whatever. I recently came across a Facebook ad that was selling something that I have been looking for that's been sold out. And it was a major red flag to me when that company did not have an Instagram account. I was a little hesitant anyway, just because the way that they advertised the product kind of looked like it might be a knockoff. And so when I did a little digging with the product, what I found was there was basically no social media presence, there was no contact information, and the address that they had listed looked a little suspect. To me, I might not have caught on to that as quickly as I did, or maybe not at all, if there had not been this extreme lack of social media. But in the kind of niche that I was looking in, which was like a boutique woman's product, nobody is not going to have an Instagram account if they have a boutique women's product or store. So I think that it is important for you to have that social media presence just so that it adds to your legitimacy as a shop owner and as an online business. But I don't think that you need to be mastering every single thing on every single social media platform and you need to be worried about growing your followers all the time. However, if you like doing things like creating reels every day, then knock yourself out. 
I think this is a situation where I got a little bit too black and white about social media being a time suck, and it can be. But what I really think that people need to understand about social media is that it is a very long game. Unless you go viral on social media, which there are some people that do, but you know, it's not that likely, you are not likely to have a really huge following on Instagram or a really active Facebook group or whatever for quite a long time. So it has to be something that you enjoy doing. Otherwise, it's not going to be something that's sustainable for you to continue to work on. If it is something that you enjoy, then I think the using social media that aligns with your ideal customer, whatever that demographic is, is really good for your business. And it gives you something to get that feedback and gratification as you're building your business. You can talk with your customers, you can interact with people, you can DM people and they can see you know, what you're doing behind the scenes or what you're working on or get to know you as a person or whatever you choose to share on the platform. And I think that taking the pressure off yourself in the situation is really important because if you don't feel pressured to be building your account as fast as possible or to be driving sales from it ASAP and every single sale that you have comes just from social media. And so you're in sort of this panic of like, it has to get bigger and better and more reach and all of that. It allows you to just share freely when you feel like it and do with it what you want to do because you don't have the pressure of always having to have an Instagram live going or a story going and create reels and new posts and all this stuff and master the algorithm. You can just use it organically the way that you want to and post when you feel like it and do what you want with it. So I do think that social media can be a huge time suck and a huge waste of time if you're allowing it to be the thing that keeps you busy all the time and consumes all of your energy instead of putting that energy towards other pieces of your business. However, if you like to interact with social media and you like to be active on those platforms, I'm certainly not going to discourage you from doing it as a business owner. And I do think that it can be beneficial to your business. Lastly, I want to talk about SEO. I have for a very long time taught that SEO is the only thing that matters in your business. And along the same lines as the others, I think that there is truth and not truth to this about SEO. When I first got started coaching, I really hammered down the point that SEO is the thing that you need to focus on and it is really the only thing you need to do in your shop and work on in your shop and focus on. And if you master SEO, you will master Etsy. And I will stand by the fact that I think that SEO is 100% the cornerstone to your Etsy business, and it is the most important piece of driving traffic to your Etsy shop. Master SEO and you get the bulk of your views from the Etsy search, which allows you so much more freedom in not having to chase down every single sale. It allows you the freedom to do what I talked about just a second ago, with building your own website, where it's like step one, step two, step three. Mastering SEO gives you those things that become passive in building a business on the Etsy platform so that you can move on to the pieces that are less passive. If you are always driving every single buyer to your shop, hustling and hustling and hustling to get those people in the door to your shop, you're never going to have the breathing room to move on to step two and step three and step four. SEO is allow is the thing that allows you to do that because once you master your SEO, then the traffic comes into your shop without you having to do anything actively to promote your shop. 
SEO brings in about 85% of the traffic in my shop. And so when people ask me, how can you balance all of these things? Or how can you do all these sales and run this business and still have time to do other things in your life? That's really the answer because I don't have to do the other marketing pieces with my Etsy shop and I still have consistent sales. So I am standing behind the idea that SEO is the more, most important traffic building piece to your shop. I do not think that that is wrong or that I was wrong there. However, similarly to some of the other things that we've talked about in this episode, I think it's an oversimplification to say that SEO is the only thing that matters. There are a lot of pieces that go into building a successful business, not only just on Etsy, but in general. How can I say that Etsy SEO is more important than customer service or than having an actual decent product with demand or than product photography? There are other pieces to an Etsy business that are really vital to your success as a business owner. And so while I do think that SEO is going to be the most important piece of traffic driving, and you really can't have a successful business without having any traffic to your shop, it's not the only thing that you have to focus on. And just like we talked about a second ago with Instagram, sometimes people just want to focus on other things. Now, I would argue that you really do have to master SEO. It's not really, uh, you know, maybe I want to do this, maybe I don't want to do this. And it is really beneficial to you to have your SEO squared away before you move on to these other things like social media or whatever, because SEO is going to be the most strategic way to drive traffic to your shop, and you're going to get the best return on your time that you spend with SEO. But that's not to say that there aren't other pieces that go into driving traffic to your shop like promoting on Pinterest or building up a social media presence. So I hesitate to say that I'm really wrong with this one because ultimately I'm not really backtracking on anything that I've said about SEO. I do still think that it is equally important as it has always been and that it is a truly vital piece of building a passive traffic source to your Etsy shop. And I also think that if you're going to be on a platform and you're gonna pay the fees to be on that platform, then utilizing the organic search that's built into that platform is the obvious and best use of the money that you're already spending in fees. If you are, for example, building an email list and driving traffic to your Etsy shop through your email list, it doesn't really make any sense to me because you're paying fees for your email list and you're paying to do that, and then you're driving them to a platform where you're paying fees for that as well. So just like I said with setting up your own website, the key factor here really is that there is a path that makes the most sense in terms of working on one thing, moving on to the next thing, moving on to the next thing, and having it all holistically work together as a system. It doesn't make sense to try and do everything at one time, and I think that that is a mistake that a lot of people make. And it's a mistake that I made in my own business, which again, led to spending a lot of money trying to figure out what was going to stick or what was not working or how I could even tell what was working or what wasn't working. And it ended up with a lot of burnout and frustration for me, feeling like I had no idea what I needed to do next. And I was always just drowning in work. And so building that strategic path where you can work on one thing like SEO until you master it and it becomes a passive source of revenue for your business before you move on to the next thing is really crucial. 
So those are my things I got kind of wrong or I just didn't communicate as clearly as I think I should have about why I don't encourage people to jump into some of those things right off the bat and why I teach things the way that I do in the order that I do. I think that I presented it in a way of like, this is always bad. It's always bad to spend your energy building your own website or it's always a waste of time to work on social media or whatever. And I think ultimately what I've learned through these past years of coaching and what I didn't communicate clearly enough was that I don't really think that those things are inherently bad or that there's anything wrong with them. What I see is that people get in so deep in trying to do all of these things at one time and master everything, they're trying to spread themselves too thin. And they get really overwhelmed by how much time they're spending and how much they feel like they have to be doing all of these things all the time. They're never done with work. It's always looming over their head. There's always just all these things that they should have been doing and haven't been able to catch up on and they're always behind. And it becomes really overwhelming. And I say that because I was there and I felt those feelings and I vividly remember feeling like I could never do everything that I needed to do. I can never get caught up or even, you know, finished with what all these various pieces that I needed to be doing. And it was really discouraging. And it's hard to manage those feelings of being so discouraged and mentally, mentally drained all the time because you just feel like you're never doing enough. So ultimately, it really boils down to feeling like there's this step-by-step that needs to be followed so that you can avoid that feeling of overwhelm and allow yourself to build a business that can be sustainable unto itself before you move on to those pieces that are a little bit less self-sustaining that require a little bit more high-level hands-on or a higher level of technology or marketing knowledge or whatever it might be. I hope that this episode has been helpful in clarifying some of those things and explaining a little bit of why I do things the way that I do, why I teach things the order that I teach them in, and where I went wrong in um, clarifying or the lack of clarifying of those things in the past. As always, if you need help with your Etsy SEO, you can download the free SEO checklist at laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.